Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. I am Alexia. Lately, I've been thinking about ways that I can better serve you all through the podcast, of course. And while my coaching clients can get support with their pressing questions and concerns as my clients... I know there are many others of you listening to the podcast that I can still help even if you aren't coaching with me right now. So I want to invite you to ask any questions that you may have about anything having to do with, um, you know, stepping into your calling, being an entrepreneur or anything like that. It could be how to quit your job, um, how to overcome the fear of judgment from others, what the Bible says about money or X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Um, or business advice or tips or whatever is coming up for you. Anything, anything that you have, I'd love to hear about it. The best way to share with me is through SpeakPipe. This is a free little thing on my website where you can just go there. You can click and record your voice message, type in your name and just send it right over. If you put your email, I'll be able to send your reply on there. Um, it's not putting you on my email list or anything. It's just an email so I can reply back to you. And I could play this on the show. I'm not going to promise that I'm going to play all of them or any of them on the show. But if I think it's a really good question, I would love to do that. And you can also, if you want it to be on the show and I choose to play it, you can definitely say like, hey, this is your name and your business name, um, you know, from whatever, and then ask your question. And if you don't want it to be on the podcast and you want it to be anonymous, um, you don't have to share you know, you can tell me on there like, hey, I don't want this to be shared. I just wanted to ask. That's totally fine, too. So I can't wait to hear from you all. And what this will do is this will tell me a I'll be able to create like podcast episodes specifically answering your questions, and potentially any future trainings and things that could help you in these areas. So I can't wait to hear from you. And how I can help you on your journey of entrepreneurship and fully stepping into your calling. Again, uh, to leave your message, go to mamawiththecalling.com slash podcast. I'll put that in the description below and you'll see the orange button toward the top of the page. It's super easy. I can't wait to hear from you guys. All right. So I've been reading through the Bible for a while now, mostly because I read all over the place at the same time. I know that many people do the whole Bible in a year thing, but I don't want to feel rushed or slowed down by a schedule. What I mean by that is that if God speaks to me after one verse, then I want the freedom to just sit there with that verse. I want to ponder it, explore what God is saying to me through it, you know, all of that. 
Or if I'm just kind of reading along and nothing's really standing out, then okay, I want to be able to keep going. So I don't really do the whole Bible in a year thing because, um, like I said, I'm just now in First Samuel and it's been over a year. So it shows you, I spent a lot of time in Deuteronomy. I love Deuteronomy. Genesis is good too. But anyway, I digress. So I recently was reading in First Samuel and I was reading all about David and the beginning of his story. And in First Samuel 16, 14 through 22, it talks about how David ends up being called um, into service of Saul as a musician. And what stood out to me um, that I want to talk to you about today is specifically in verse 18. So this is when Saul is asking if anyone knows of someone that is good at playing the lyre, L-Y-R-E, which I actually looked that up because I always thought I always thought it was lyre, but it's lyre. Um, and the verse says, one of the young men answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is also a valiant man, a warrior, eloquent, handsome, and the Lord is with him. Okay, so we have so many things here in this one little sentence. And you might be thinking like, what? This is like the most <laughs> the most random uh, little part of that story. But it stood out to me because I just think there's so much here um, that is worth talking about. So first of all, for Saul to need the very thing that David was good at, like that whole situation was put into motion by God, right? So this is part of David's story, part of Saul's story, but part of David's story to get him into the position of being king. And because if, if this hadn't happened, then Saul wouldn't have tried to kill David. And then David would have been on the run and like all these things would have happened. And then it's just, it all works out in this way to where David would ultimately become the kind of king he was and loved by the people the way he was, all these things. Okay. All kind of stemming from this that God put into motion. And for the servant to recommend David means a lot, right? Like to have out of all the people everywhere that this guy would be like, you know what? There's this guy that I know and that I've seen him that knows how to play this instrument and all these other amazing things about him. And what stands out to me about that is that David had to be known for his music ability. Like he had, that means he's not hiding it. He's not like playing in his bedroom or only to himself. He is letting it be known to others and others are aware of this ability. And, and I just, and we'll go about, go into this a little bit more here in a minute, but I just love that particular part. I guess it's like the strongest thing that stood out to me because it, it just, it says a lot about what David did with this seemingly, I mean, I guess I say seemingly un- insignificant, insignificant um, thing, but I mean, maybe back then musical ability was, I didn't research that part. The musical ability may have had a bigger role, but I just love how God incorporates David's love of playing this instrument into his bigger plan for David. And a question that I thought was interesting is like, is this a skill or gift that God placed in him? Or is God using his gift, like like something he's just naturally interested in to fulfill the purpose that he has for him? And I think it's probably some of both. Um, Because his love of music, like I said, would be the thing that sets the whole next part of his journey into motion and will ultimately impact 
how he becomes king. Not to mention, I mean, the music that David would go on to write that he writes during this season and he writes as king that we would still be reading thousands of years later as Psalms. So as I thought about this, I couldn't help but realize that in our own lives, there are things that we're drawn to a skill, a talent, a passion, and we should glorify God with our giftings and everything that we do. We should share them with others and look around for opportunities to bless others with our gifts. When we do this, God can use our gifts and talents and passions and whatever, even if it's just playing an instrument, using it for the purpose, for a purpose beyond our own imagination. Like David, like how, how would he have ever guessed that God was going to use this to bring him closer to fulfilling his role as king? <laughs> like that that would have anything to do with anything. Um, but in today's world, you can even hear it in kind of the way I'm talking about even like, oh, it's just an instrument. It's even it's even there still. But in today's world, we are so quick to dismiss useless or unproductive skills, quote unquote, I should say, quote unquote, useless or unproductive, like we've decided that's what they are. And those talents, and those interests that if it doesn't make money, or doesn't have a clear path to making money, then we are quick to discount it saying that we don't have time for that, right? Those are hobbies. Those are things that we can only do in our spare time. We put anything creative in a bucket with adults. Like we say, it's it's childish behavior. Um, things that we could do as a child, but now as an adult, it no longer has a place in our lives. But why do we do that? Like, where does that come from? What if you, and I mean, some of you don't do that. Some of you actually listening here, I know that you are artists, you are creatives, but you might even be feeling like, does this have any role here? And I, I do, I would just, it may not be the thing that you make into your business. I'll talk about this in a minute, but it may not be the thing that becomes your business, but I don't think it means that you need to dismiss it. I think that we should lean in to what God has given us. Like, what if you did that? What if you leaned into what God has given you? What if you looked at the things about you as all of it being useful and meaningful that God gave it to you for a reason that he that he wouldn't have given it to you just to give it to you. One example that I think is really kind of I feel like it's important I, this stuck to me it stuck out to me as a scientist because there years ago I don't remember when this happened but I just remember when all of the honeybees suddenly were getting like all they're getting some kind of like sickness um that was killing off all the honeybees and that affects our food chains and you know all the food production and all this stuff. And I just thought when I was reading these articles, I don't remember. Again, I don't know. Sometimes in college or grad school. Um, and I remember reading these articles and thinking the people who for the like in that moment when it was so important to understand bees before that moment, people are like, wow, you study bees <laughs> like they may not have cared. But the people that like in that moment, they don't have time to then go through years of understanding all there is to know about bees and going and, you know, taking entomology and all of this stuff. Like they don't know, they don't have time for that. Like in that moment, they had to follow their interests, decide it was okay, pursue that career so that now for such a time as this, but like for real, like that was the time when it was needed. And so I think about that. I've thought about that for a long time. Like that's always stuck with me because you never know when what you are interested in is going to be used and needed as important um, 
like there are just so many examples. And I've said this before on the podcast, but there are so many examples of people who have businesses that seem really odd. <laughs> like there are people, there's just, there's this one, you know, there's like a website where she makes way more than six figures a year. And she talks about succulents, like the plant. That's it. Succulents. There's another website where the guy talks about birds, like bird feeders. And he has like cameras on the bird. And he makes, I think it was like, was it $30,000 a month (laughs) from his, from his site. And it's like, it's about birds, you know, like we might say, who cares about birds? Who cares about your interest in plants? Who cares about your ability to knit? I know a woman who makes a ton, at least a million dollars a year. Um, I don't know her, I should say, I know of her. And she literally teaches people how to do crafts, how to do cricket stuff, paper crafts. Like you might think, who cares if I like to craft? There is something in all of it. Again, it doesn't have to be your business, but when we dismiss what God has given us, we could be missing out. So, you know, like I said, this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to use the gifting to turn it into a business, though, though you could like, I I just want to, and this is something that I help my coaching clients with to help you decide if the thing that you love is supposed to be part of your business, because that's what you're feeling drawn to. But maybe you have some thoughts that, eh, you know, can I make money with that? I don't know. But like, if deep down you are, you would love to be able to make a business out of that, then that tells you that maybe it is supposed to be part of your business. But if you're like, okay, yeah, like I like knitting and maybe I can make a business out of that. Like maybe it's not really where you're drawn, but maybe you just are good at knitting. Maybe there's some other purpose for it there. I don't know. Um, And it is hard, you know, to just naturally know these things. And I think that's why a lot of times we just kind of dismiss the skills as being important. But I do think that there's always a place for whatever your gifts and talents, passions, et cetera, those things, whatever you want to call them in your business somehow, like it can, it can affect how you show up like David and his music, right? Like he didn't give up being King so he could be a musician, but as a King, he wrote those songs and he praised God through his music. And it became like a tool to express himself. You can clearly see in the Psalms. A lot of times David is like processing his emotion. (laughs) Um, It's like he's like in therapy or something, but through music and he's kind of processing all his emotions and he always brings it back to praising God. And he's like venting and sharing and processing. And that became something that he was known for. And that leads me to the other point. You know, when you have a gift in some area, you should be proud of it, right? Like maybe you're great at art, but you either don't do it at all or you only do it for fun or on rare occasions. But what if that's supposed to be part of your unique perspective or the way you show up in in your business? It it gives you this unique flair in the marketplace. I'm trying to think of an example and I can't, but there are some people that, you know, maybe, well, let's say maybe you're very artistic and maybe you can do, I don't, I'm making this up, but maybe you can do like amazing watercolor and you make these amazing verse cards to send to your clients or wall art they can use to support them. Like maybe that's not the core of your business. Maybe it's something you do on social media to kind of draw attention back to God and encourage people like, I I don't know, or music, maybe you're very musically inclined and you can create funny songs or encouraging and inspiring songs, or I don't know, like 
I'm I'm not very, I am not one of these people. Um, but well, actually, one of the things that I loved, if I think about it, is one of the things that I kind of dismissed if I just like now processing kind of on the fly. But one of the things that I loved is photography. I love nature photography. And actually, I feel like God has a use for that in another side business I'm I'm getting started. Um, but even in my own, it's like I haven't made an effort to incorporate the photography side of and I mean, I'm super amateur like it's but you know, there there could be a purpose in that. So it's just so easy for us to kind of just toss it to the side is my point. So this goes back to what I've talked about on the podcast before. And that is that I think it's worth I think it's worth repeating. And I'm sure I'll be repeating it again, because so many people struggle with this. And that is to embrace who you are, how God made you lean into that, bring all of it to the table, everything about you, you like if you like to talk in a certain way or make jokes in a certain way, or you have certain views about something, share those things. Be you in your business. You aren't broken. You don't need to fix yourself or change yourself to be like everybody else to be successful. You need to be yourself because you don't want to blend in to the background with all the voices out there and all the things happening. You don't want to be like everybody else. And I know that's hard for some of you, myself included. I am I am now, it's probably been the past year that I've really stepped into who I, who like more and more into myself, but it is, it's hard if you're introverted, if you have, I don't know, trauma or different things about why you might not like to be seen or draw attention to yourself. Sometimes it can be um, like religious lies about how you need to be quiet and sit down and, you know, like you don't need to draw attention to yourself. And yes, we need to be humble, but there is also this false humility of not even being willing to do the things that God's asking you to do, not to speak when he's asking you to speak. And there's plenty of examples in scripture of people being bold. Like I was just reading about Peter, just how bold he is um, in Acts. And I mean, that takes guts, you know, to just start talking to a group of people. And it's not guts, it's the Holy Spirit. But you know what I mean? Like it's different and it requires you to think, to believe that that is of God. So you have to be yourself, show up as authentically as possible, have opinions about things, do things in a way that reflects your personality, launch in the way you want to launch, post the things you want to post about, not sifting it through what anybody else tells you, what some other coach or, or online teacher told you you should or shouldn't do or how you sure shouldn't show up, be yourself. Embrace how God created you and look at everything you're doing as a way to glorify God. As Paul says in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. You never know how God intends to use your gifts. Hiding them or dismissing them is assuming, and this one's hard, but this is true. You're assuming that you know better than God about what's important or useful and what's not. Because you're saying, yeah, those are not important. Like, who cares if God gave me those things? I'm just going to not use those. Or you might not even see them as a gift from God. Um, And it can even be something like your mind, right? Like your ability to process, think and understand your ability to learn things. That's something that I had to realize was a gift from God. And it was really hard for me to even uh, acknowledge or uh, admit and I don't even like saying it still, 
but I'm trying to embrace that this is a gift from God because even though that's how my brain works, I didn't make my brain. And like, I, yeah, just to see that God can give us something that can still be used. Like I think about in Daniel, it talks, I don't have the verse reference, but it talks about how Daniel was smart. All of them were, but like they, they got put in this high level position um, because of their ability to understand. And when I read that, it just stood out to me that, whoa, God can gift you with like a mind that's able to do things. And those things can open up doors where God can also use you. So it doesn't be crafty or creative. That's just the example I was coming off of because of David and his musical stuff, but it could be analytical. It could be numbers. It could be, I don't know, like whatever it is for you, all of it, lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in. (laughs) Um, So I want you to take a few minutes to reflect on the lesson here, just some application here. Um, Ask yourself, is there something that you're clearly drawn to have a gift for a passion for, et cetera, that you just dismissed, maybe you've even forgotten. Maybe it's been so long, you've dismissed it like so far away, that it's something that you just totally left behind maybe in college, or long ago before you started your career, because it's been so long, pull it back out. Or maybe even as I say this, you know exactly what it is, because it's something that you continue to be drawn to. There could have been things that you were interested in in another season, and it's not for now. And that's okay. But there's, there might be something that you just, you can't help, like that you just keep, you're just drawn to over and over again. What is that thing? And then how can you use that to glorify God? Like, even if, is it through your business, you could do it somehow? Is it um, with people around you? I don't know. Is there a way you can use it to serve people in your church, your community? How can you glorify God with that gift? And then If there are thoughts that come up like, what will others think? Or that will never, that's not useful. That's not going to do anything. Then I want you to remember, God is the one who gave you those gifts. Trust him over your own understanding. You don't have to understand it for it to be useful. And you're not here to use your gifts just for others, right? Like it's going to serve others, but it's not to make them happy. It's not to get their approval. You're doing this for God, for the Lord. So If you're already feeling the mindset blocks in this area, if this is already like, oh, I don't know if I can do that, then I would love to coach you through these thoughts so that you can fully step into your calling. You can fully understand what, how God has made you, what he's designed you to do. You can embrace who God has called you to be so that you can have peace about that, about what he's called you to do. And having that combination is so powerful in your business but it's not always easy to see all the pieces and parts and put them together on your own. And this is where I could help you as your coach to pull it all together, to break through those limiting beliefs, and then I help you confidently move into your calling. Also, in case you guys didn't know, I have a few spots available for those of you who are needing nights and weekends. I know it can be hard to find a coach with those availabilities, but I also know that a lot of you that listen to the podcast uh, work your nine to five and having a coach would be really helpful on your journey. So I do have those available spots as well um, for those of you who, who might want those instead of daytime hours. So if you want to learn more about coaching with me, then I'm inviting you to book a free discovery call with me. This is where you can ask any questions. We can talk about where you are now, your goals, how I could best support you. 
There is no pressure at all to, you know, book coaching with me or do it if it's not the right time or you just, it's not a good fit. That's totally fine. Um, You aren't wasting my time with these calls. I just want to say that because I know it can feel like that. You're like, no, I don't know. At minimum, I love connecting and hearing from you and just hearing about your stories. So I would love to have you on the call if you're even thinking about coaching. So to book that, go to mom with a calling, sorry, mom with a calling dot com slash discovery call, all one word, and you can book that there. All right. With that, I hope to see you guys next week. And in the meantime, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.